Hey, Kate. Bueller. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> Ryan, it's been a weird... It's been okay, a weird... Okay, that's, like, way too close. You're like... This is too... <laughs> you guys, I don't understand. Is that better? Is that too loud? Ryan. Is that better? Okay. <laughs> Hot mic? Hot mic? So it's been a doozy. Did you see the other video I sent you, I did by the see way? the other, other video that you sent me. Did you watch it? I did watch it. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. There is a lot of activity out there. <laughs> From 27 to 47-year-old white ladies that are making some marketing videos about yoga. Yep. <laughs> and I was delivered all of them this week. All of them. That and there could I'm ever possibly really excited. Be. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about them. And, you know, but there's part of me that, like, is trying to, like, reel back the Scheidenfreude inside me that, like, finds deep joy in someone else's fucking hot mess. Because that's not right. Yeah. And, like, that's not the point. No. And, and it's easy to take joy when you see a crazy, like, when you see a batshit choice that a yoga teacher makes um, that is... That is offensive and harmful. <laughs> and your first response is, oh boy, I can't wait to show Ryan. <laughs> you you have to understand. So so the the main video that, that we're talking about is something called the about the Urban Priestess Mystery School. The Urban Priestess Mystery School. The Urban Priestess. <laughs> The Urban Priestess Mystery Mystery School School <sighs> So We'll provide a link We'll provide a link It's it's, it's true we will um, And Full disclosure I, I have Met and Taken class from both of these Wait, what? Women What? Uh, Ashley Turner came to Evolution Yoga when it was still open in Cleveland and I was working there. And this was like 2008-ish. Um, and so I took class from her. Uh, and then Sienna, I feel like I just took class from her at the last, like, they, so that, you know, they, I, I don't know if they do this anymore. So like at the Yoga Journal conferences, they used to have like, like the the week before, they would have like Baron, all of Baron Baptiste's like people in for like a summit of all of the Baptiste teachers, and so uh, there was a while there where all of the Anyasara teachers were doing that. There were these sort of grand gatherings, as they I believe were called. I could have gotten that wrong, but that's what they were called in my brain. Um, and the last one was at Wanderlust. Vermont in like 2011, 2012, 20, I don't know, something right, something there. It was maybe like four months before like Elena left and everything started crumbling. Um, and uh, so I took class from her, from Sienna there. Um, and, you know, I, I don't, I mean, the class I took with Ashley was so long ago and I was in such a different place in my yoga, like I don't even remember that. Class with Sienna was just a Anusara class. It wasn't an urban. It was an not an urban. urban. 
whatever the fuck that Pri- means. Priestess. Ryan, I quit. Class. I, um, I just, I gotta give notice. Yeah, of life? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... This is the, this is the, you know, the, we can describe the video in detail in a moment, but the thing that's kind of, my first response was to roll on the floor. Like one of the work studies and I were in the studio and we were just, we were, we, we lost it. There was like a good two hours where like nothing Nothing could get done. And then we started watching the other videos, like relate the clip the, the videos that you got to when you clicked through to the like buy the chorus link. Um and then we lost it for another forty five minutes. And once that died down, I was like, you know what's actually disappointing? Is that I know some really fucking skillful, down to earth, genuine teachers some of whom who work for me, (laughs) who use a lot of the sort of esoteric and mythical stuff that is clearly being promoted in in this and many, many, many other uh, courses, and they use it in a really practical and skillful way. It's just a lens that they view things through that they find helpful. And, you know, the people who also find that helpful find them and have a really wonderful um, experience in their classes. And I'm sure that that probably is no different than someone who would go and take Ashley and Sienna's classes. But... (laughs) The package that that for a particular person potentially useful information was shoved into was deeply offensive in so many ways. I just what a wildly counterproductive exercise in narcissism. Yeah. Okay, so you you have to give a you have to give a poetic. I don't know if I can, but I'm gonna try. Okay. <clears throat> so what we have is two thin white ladies um, that are I decidedly dressed in what I believe is the brand Alo clothing, and they're in an urban setting, and this is a very um, oh. Lots of mudras happening. And, you know, this is professionally filmed. And they are both in monochromatic. One is all in red. One is all in blue. Oh, and we have beach frolicking. Now they're on the beach. And then they're back in the urban setting. And they are gesturing towards each other. Um, it goes so I, fast. And there's so, so much. <laughs> and yet, like, at the same time, there's, like, you know, the hair is completely done. Full, that's full halo. Oh, oh Harmonium. harmonium. <laughs> this would be a great drinking game. <laughs> oh, another mudra. Oh, oh the, bow. the bow. We have a straight up bow, like an actual weapons grade bow that has like think, a brand name think, on it. Like, why couldn't they cover the brand name? How do you name? think Booty feels about that? 
Diana and the mythology of Artemis and my father was a roller coaster and um Oh, and a handstand. And we have, what were those boots? In a full-on yes. handstand split. Oh, now the tilting back with the bow. Well, first of all, you're ripping off Catherine Budig there. Yeah, that's pretty blatant. That's blatant rippery. And then, oh, we have women by the ocean. Okay. Look. So it basically just cycles through harmonium, ocean, Urban city, setting, yes. Flowy dresses, unitard. Weapon. Flowy dresses, unitard. Flowy mudra. dresses, unitard. Mudra. Flowy Weapon. dresses, unitard. Mudra. Frolic. Just, I mean, like at one point, like if we could redo this video, like if we could do like a... A spoof. Yeah. Like halfway through, it would be me and Malasana <laughs> with like an AK-47. <laughs> like, I'm just tapping into my inner warrior priestess. Yeah. Okay. Why... Urban, like, why priestess? Why mystery school? I don't know. I don't even know where to start, Kate. This is like a totally like we have to find some some grander message. It's just such a scatter shot of fuckery that I can't. Well, okay, so let's start with the beginning. Um, <sighs> priestess. I think that's the, 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 like, when I think about the word that I'm most drawn to, or that I had the strongest response to, it's the, uh, the choice of calling yourself a yoga teacher, a spiritual leader, a priest, that I find the most juicy and rich for discussion. Yeah. So religiosity and what they've okay, so here's the other thing what they've done is they have mixed and matched yeah. different religious and mythical backgrounds that arguably are theirs or aren't theirs doesn't matter into a hodgepodge of something they're selling yeah. that feels like well are you celtic are you wiccan are are oh wait a minute Oh, looks like Hindi? you went, looks like you're Hindi now. Oh, but there's also some like weirdly like African symbolism that feels like suspect. I, and I just feel like they just took things from a store in the 1990s. Okay, let me back up. Um, a gift shop. This feels like an, a, a gift shop exploded into the form of a video. It's like the, the Kripalu kind of, gift shop exploded. The, yeah. <laughs> like we've got an Ankh and, and a yes. the yin, yin yang symbol and then like the peace sign and then like the chakras. And it's, it's like all in the name of empowering, uh, somehow empowering femininity, which is all over the website too, which I thought was interesting. yeah, yeah. Uh, you just got to go watch it. It's it's breathtaking. But it is something that I've actually wanted to talk about a little bit because you were saying that there are teachers in your universe. And, you know, I have teacher friends of mine that are in mine that, um, you know, that use this kind of, that, that call from some of these traditions um, and celebrate solstice. And some of them, um, you know, they really practice what, what they preach. Like they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but this felt problematic to me because it felt like it was pulling from all of them. And sure. None of them genuinely. And I think that there's also another video, video, an article actually going around that's like, hey, white ladies, your sisterhood is not... What was the article? Oh, it was so good. Um, but it was just talking about sort of the... But it coined the, the term uh, wilfs. White ladies finding themselves. Yeah. And it's like we just gotta go get our people. But it also it also connected. Um, it was on it was in the decolonizing yoga. It was on that website, um, which has some really great stuff on it. Um, and it also like connected it to the um, uh, connected to the multi level marketing and the like all sorts of stuff that we've we've talked about, which is all now woven into. Um, just uh, yeah because the platform that the urban priestess is on is infusionsoft mm-hmm. which is not cheap oh i didn't realize that it was on infusionsoft yeah like you get you know this is a fairly sophisticated ish marketing yeah. you, you know click funnel for them that mm-hmm. and i appreciate and respect that you know, like, I certainly don't think you're more legit because you choose to ignore technological tools out there yeah, that yeah. can help you promote yourself. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just, it's, you know, it's interesting to reflect on. This is not like a little grassrootsy effort thing. This is like a, somebody spent some money to yeah. make some money on this. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, read that. So this is, we'll, we'll put this link in the bio. This is by Rachel Rice, um, and it's from April, end of April 2017. So I'm sure it predated the video. This was just, this was linked. This was the first comment uh, in the in the video thread. Um, it says, uh, our sisterhoods need to evolve. They are so often a slurry of cultural appropriation, spiritual bypassing, neoliberalism, multi-level marketing and random woo punctuated by various signals of authority, virtue, and performative vulnerability from their leaders. Uh, Bam. mic drop. We, I guess we don't really need that. Like we can leave now. That was like <laughs> everything that needed to be said about anything. That's really beautiful. Um, And it's, and it's, it's true, but what it, I was thinking about this today because I, I saw aspects of all of those things, cultural appropriation, spiritual bypassing, neoliberalism and multi-level marketing, like in, in my Instagram as I opened them up this morning. Um, and I was like. This is a product of not being able to navigate the yoga divorce and being so far down the rabbit hole of a career when the yoga divorce arises that you got to figure something out. (laughs) Bam, doTERRA. (laughs) Like... 
like certainly there are there are there are financial and and market forces at work here, but I do think there's something deeper at, at work because if we just I don't know if it's not having a, a someone to like help you to navigate that or just to show you that you don't have to stay in the same like rut that you learned in um or it's just someone much older to like like we're lucky enough to have here in boston to see, see that like oh yeah like i may be having a little bit of a i might be questioning but like look there are people actively teaching who've been practicing for 40 years and they're still finding benefit from it um, or if it's just, because of what it seems like sometimes happens is that people come up against the limits of their yoga practice and yoga practice has limits. And then they just grab the next esoteric bullshit that they find on the shelf and try to map it on to the yoga practice. There's also a deep hubris to that. It's, exactly. It's, they are approaching the yoga divorce and they say, you know what? I really do teach something unique and transformative that far supersedes the practice and has much more to do with me. So I'm going to bottle that. And it's often comes in the form of um, life coaching and nutrition coaching. And like, I am going to bottle and brand every choice and every spectrum of my quote unquote identity that I'm I'm going to package. And um, that comes from, I think, the yoga divorce, like a little bit of a burnout with the practice, not no longer being sufficient. Yeah. But sometimes I wonder if it's no longer sufficient to sustain the high. Like certainly there's, there's the point when the practice becomes no longer sufficient to or or you realize that it's become um uh you realize that it, it it's become um it hasn't lived up to its promises um or teachers or, look left and right and they say i've lost hope in my ability to be a, a senior yoga teacher. Yeah. So they look for other doors of 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 progress, achievement, ascension. Yeah. Financially and like yeah. within the culture. And and I guess the just like like I, I wish I could describe it simply but it just you know when you see stuff like this it's just like wow that's just not in any way genuine and like how awful if like I'm not I mean, everyone's doing it to a certain extent, but, like, I don't want anyone to make my life choices. 
Like, uh, I have a, a, a very limited set of skills and tools, and some people find them help, helpful, helpful enough that I can attempt to make a living at it. Um, but, like, this whole... Uh, whether it's in the, like performance of look at how great my life is or you know conversely the performance of like look at how tragic my life is and i've been able to pull myself up by the bootstraps like with a magic formula with a yeah with the right blend of of essential oils and um uh and the right practice and the right practice it's just like oh so I'm going to backpedal just for a second and identify the things on this website specifically that make it clear that it is snake oil. Um, because there are people out there doing things marketing wise that I believe have a lot more integrity. And the reason that there's an uneasiness around this product isn't just the product, but it's also a couple of markers that like we collectively can notice Mm -hmm. and use as, um, you know, like a canary in the coal mine if you're in the danger zone. One is noticing if the URL turns into Infusionsoft. Yeah. yeah. Or other marketing software. And it's not, that's not foolproof because there are legit people doing cool, legit things on Infusionsoft, but it's just worth noticing. Yeah. Um, And then another one is look at the testimonials. If the testimonials on a website are not referring to the exact service being offered, they're, they're, there's a big question mark there yeah. for me. So the testimonials on their website are referring to workshops. They're referring to two-day events, and they're referring to retreats. Yeah. And that is not what they're selling. They are selling a one-year program, blah, blah, blah. And what that tells me is that they haven't run one yet for a full year where they have received testimonials from people who have experienced that exact product. Now, this is a problem people have to bypass all the time, and the way to bypass it is to get testimonials from other places. So it's not that that in and of itself is a bad thing. It's just something to notice. Yeah. This is a new fucking invention, and that's okay. Exactly. Let's not pretend that this is a tried and tested... This is a beta. But but what what makes that even more suspicious is if if you're developing some new... Uh, uh, program, mentorship, training, whatever, and you don't have enough people in your direct orbit to do a pilot <laughs> that you got to be pulling people from. If it, like that's a little suspicious to me. Also, if you didn't have the patience to run a pilot, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I don't know how much money they're going to ask for that program. Yeah, it says nowhere. But they're gonna. Yeah. And that's true. You should get paid. And and I I want to be clear. All of those techniques are not insidious in and of themselves. But they are moments to notice. Yeah. What somebody is doing to establish expertise. What somebody is doing on their website to make you feel something either more at ease or that you're in the presence of people that have been doing this for longer than maybe they have. Um, Because, you know, people leave little breadcrumb clues. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, and it's worth noticing. And, and on the, you know, this is the thing that, that 
Um, whenever someone says they're a lineage holder, it said that that they hold multiple lineages. Um, there are people in this world who hold multiple lineages. They usually uh, are Tibetan lamas or <laughs> uh, Zen priests or, uh, you know, come from and are, are very clear what lineages they hold so that people are clear as to what, what context they are presenting their teachings in. If someone just says that, like, out, anybody who uses the word lineage as a marketing hook, uh, it just, it's just, all I could think of when I looked at that is, oh my god, it's just John Friend and Anya Sara all over again. That's all I could think about. Um, but then I also, I, I really did, and I want to go back to this, like, I, I felt, because there are people who are working in that space of coaching, mentoring, um, people who really do, like, as the, as the hallmark of their practice, think about seasonal ritual who who think about the moon think about the moon and and they find that to be a really essential organizing principle for their practice and a really essential organizing principle for how they choose to share their practice with other people and to help people now i most of the people that i can think of that i put in that category are not doing are not buying infusionsoft and like launching and they're also not dressing in head to toe, like the hyper stylization and the emphasis on femininity, but not in the form of like quote unquote sacred femininity, but on like the they're talking about something a little bit yeah, different. Yeah. They're they're like, mm. but I'm totally with you. That I I I have friends, and we're probably even talking about some of the same yeah, people, probably. And I love hearing them talk often about astrology yeah you know and uh they are passionate and and uh knowledgeable about it and have been doing it for years and it it has deep meaning for them and we are not talking about that (laughs) (laughs) those are not 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 the people that we're talking about at all um but you know the the other thing that keeps popping up on my feed is people that are ripping you off yeah (laughs) the other thing that keeps popping up on my feed is the spiritual junkie master class i'm sorry what is with gabby bernstein i don't feel well what is that it's some i i really like couldn't even click on it it was i just i couldn't do it it was yeah um you know it's just more of the like you know she comes from a particular like kundalini background but like you know very like not like white robes in the turban like she looks like she's a well-to-do woman who lives in new york 
and has her little kundalini manual and does her kundalini yoga and um i just and it really and what struck me about that and and it wasn't as clear in the urban priestess program was that like so many of these things are not directly because you can't map it directly because it's not a it's not like a physical product but they're taking the like doTERRA like multi-level marketing scheme premise and trying to apply it to an quote-unquote educational or mentoring or coaching like they want you to go out into the world and coach other people to become so become urban her, priestess you know says. and i don't know what what the what Ashley and Sandra are, are really, uh, what their bent there is about it. It did actually sound more like just a training initially, a, a practice, like a set of just random hodgepodge put together practices that correlate with some, some framework that they've put together. Um, but it's, you know, can we look at this from another potential angle where we're maybe the bad guys in this scenario? Sure. But we are the bad guys in this scenario. We're just sitting here and shitting on people. I know. We really are today. I'm sorry. Back uh, to it. So here's the... <laughs> no, but, but in all seriousness, like... Women deserve to make money. And... The heart of it is... I don't know. And n- nobody knows what instigates entrepreneurship and I don't want to shame anybody. Yeah. Especially another woman for going out there and and making some money. Yeah. I love it. I think we've spent a long the reason why there's so many people in your freaking news feed selling you shit is because it's fucking rough out there. Yeah. You know, and like there's a lot of different ways to make money and a lot of women are trying to figure out ways to make money in a way that feels good to them, in a way that they can still fucking take care of their kids. Sure. You know, in a way that they can not go into a nine to five job or they live in a place that there's just not good job opportunities. Like this is, a, it's, we get paid less money. There's less opportunities for us still. And it's, it's even more complex, uh, for women of color and. Which by the way, you see none of in any of these, none of in these videos, any of these videos that have popped up on my newsfeed of late. So to be clear, it is not women wanting to make money that I take umbrage with ever. Yeah. What it is, is the potential of women selling to other women the idea that you somehow lack. Yeah. And perpetuating a cycle of shitty, shitty shaming and incompleteness through snake oily doorways that makes me nervous. And I, uh, so I, I, I defend the, the, and, and admire women that go out and hustle and make some fucking money and take care of their shit. I just want to talk about how we're doing it. And some, but at the same time, like, I also don't want to bust too many balls about it but like i often wonder is it's not usually like like these and this is where it it gets tricky because i don't know 
yeah. what drove them to this. But they had some money to put up to build this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, doTERRA doesn't, like, to, to be a doTERRA salesman, that, that's a much lower barrier to entry to build a business that way, you know? Yeah. And, and that's great. Statistically, you know, most of them end up putting it away or losing money. And I yeah. get concerned about that, too. Beach body, that's another yeah. one you'll see a lot of women in your newsfeed doing. And I think it's worth talking about. Well, also... I guess the thing is, is well, it's two things. Sometimes I wonder if, because I've never met Gabby, but I've certainly met Elena enough times to know that, like, deep down in there, she's, like, a genuine human being. And I'm just wondering if it's, like, in, in these instances where we get these, like, highly stylized and highly, like, uh, like, is it the marketing system as it exists? And then someone is taking this idea that Gabby or Elena or Sienna and Ashley have and, like, telling them that this is the only way to do it. And this is the way to get the most money out of this so that you can... Like, is it this actually really highly masculinized, like, t- traditionally? Like, is it, it this really highly capitalistic, patriarchal approach to needing to make enough money mean, that is actually pushing all of these, what could potentially be very helpful relationships that these teachers are trying to build with, with community via the internet, um really feel kind of gross does that make sense oh yeah like is it is it just that the vehicle with with, that they're using is a traditionally masculine one and so we might feel a little uncomfortable that we've put a lady product in it no i I don't think it's quite that i think it's more like it's what we talked about on the the podcast all the time is like this urge to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow um, is really like built in us quite strongly, and um, I and despite it being very it, it very clearly marketed to women for the most part, for the whole part, it's well this one is, but yeah. uh, other other products are not necessarily. Okay. Um, it still has this, like, used car salesman commercial feel to it. Like, it's it's not a different marketing paradigm than we've seen our entire lives. I don't know if I'm making sense on that. You are. And it, okay. it makes me think, like, for example, Leslie Kamenoff. Uh, who has one of the worst newsletters. It has the best content in it. Let me be clear. Yeah, yeah. The best content presented so poorly. You know? And I think about the people out there who are, like, their marketing is... I'm like, oh, man, if, if, if I could get my hands on... Yeah. Oh, another one. Jay Brown. <laughs> Jay, I fucking love what you do. And yet... I keep seeing in my newsfeed 
the same picture with the word testimonial. And then it's somebody's testimonial about your video. And I keep thinking to myself, God damn, if I could get my hands on that, I'd be saying, hey, Jay, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you make a different picture for that? And hey, Jay, how about instead of starting with testimonial, you just start with the damn testimonial because it's a story and people are ignoring it much likely. Yeah. They're going to ignore it if they see testimonial first. And I get excited when people that I care about who are doing work that I care about are doing like super... F- like, come on, man, like fix yeah, that yeah. stupid little thing that you're doing. Um, and there's 10,000 examples that I'm picking on you, Jay. I'm sorry. But like Leslie Campbell is another one. I'm like, oh my God, give me a fucking half hour with that newsletter. Let me clean it up. So it's fucking readable on mobile, you know, yeah, because yeah. you care about the, the material that's being presented, yeah. you know? And, and then I think about that and I'm like, oh, well, you know, uh, Leslie Campbell is just fine. You know, like he doesn't have yeah, to yeah. have the fanciest shit. He yeah. doesn't, you know, he's getting out there. He's, he's booking, he's doing well. You know, and am I just responding to the fact that these women have a what I perceive to be an inferior product, but it's packaged in this very like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like you want to take that packaging and apply it to the people who have shit that I fucking value, you know, and <sighs> it's complicated. Yeah. And I work with some clients that are using. And I'm encouraging to use more sophisticated technological solutions to get in front of a larger audience. But I only do that with clients where I'm really excited. About what they're about actually the, doing. You know what? They've been doing it for fucking years. Exactly. Like that's the, But that's the thing is like scaling is... So if, if the story behind Urban Priestess Mystery College <laughs> was like... Uh, they had been practicing together for years and they really had some, you know, conversation about what seems to work for them in practice. And they realized that there was some congruency there. And then they decided to start teaching some classes, uh, maybe not together, but teaching what they, you know, what they had sort of come up with and what they've been studying, teach it to a group, you know, just some group classes out there at, whatever studio and then you know then they realize that they really have like a compendium of of knowledge and curriculum and experience and then they train some other teachers and then or they they start to work with people in a more like mentorship type way and then they take it to an online format and once the online format is is working and functional and great then Infusionsoft, big lead conversion. Funnel comes funnel. in. And boom, we've got some testimonials about an actual product. Exactly. Exactly. Like if that is clearly what, then then that would be, that would feel very different. Um, but I also feel like if you actually went through that process, the that video and that, that would never have happened. No, of course not. This is the whole Lululemon thing. Lululemon is like, who's our brand ambassador? Is yeah. it someone that's like been around a while and has really been in the yoga community and really yeah. doing did you, something? Did nope. you see? No, it sure isn't. Did you see? It's somebody that's been teaching for 10 minutes that looks real good in their clothes. Did you see Fez and Not I's always, but just clear, not always. Don't get fucking mad at me. Did you see Fez and I's Yeah, photo? I did. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't talked about their new marketing. I, I didn't know Movies that... are out. Everyone else is in. I, I didn't know that that 
this is was the I, that was the mark like Fez and I were so confused like we didn't even really know what uh, what store we were in front of we just looked up and we were like yeah I predict there's this possibility that we they might the ambassador program might completely shift to include and uh, or, or more importantly to exclude yoga teachers and to really just go out into like the Boston community and like feature artists and other athletes and and go bigger and under the auspices the under, under the umbrella of this is yoga like I, I that's my yeah. that's my predictive takeaway from this and it'll be interesting too because it's like is it i don't hate that i don't hate that maybe yeah but some... it, but the, it, the subtext is that 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 the lululemon pants are yoga But that's what they're selling anyways. You know, at least it's honest. And at least they're including more people and inviting more people into I don't think they're yoga. including more people. Well, they're saying, hey, you don't go to a yoga class at a yoga studio. You can, you're still sort of being mindful. That's what I'm, I'm saying. This, this is, 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 yeah, yeah. This gets into the whole like mindfulness separated from the context of, of Buddhism. Hey, I don't hate the idea that there's that they might potentially say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe we feature some people that aren't skinny." Um, oh, that'll never minute. happen in a no, million let, you years. Know, let me finish. Let me finish. I shouldn't have led with skinny. <laughs> I can be myopic. That they're not going to necessarily lead with somebody in Pinchamayarasana. They're sure. not going to say, "Hey, this person is." been teaching for two years and they're gorgeous let's slap them in an outfit and put them in an arm balance and yeah take a picture of them and that's our ambassador what we might start seeing is like a famous baseball player in lululemon and it says this is yoga or a musician a local fucking like but like we might start seeing that kind of diversity like okay we might see more men what they, right. they, it's just fucking pants no, and tights and it's schadenfreude don't you see I'm, I'm excited about things being taken away from people <laughs> I'm sorry I've just I've had some really dark conversations recently with a couple of recent graduate a couple of recent yoga teacher 200 hour Graduates. Oh, interesting. And part of their plan was to become an ambassador at Lululemon. Yeah, puke it up. There it is. Swallow. <laughs> and, you know, I, I had this conversation with more than one person who was really candid with me about, like, no, this is something I'm pursuing. So there was part of me that was like, oh, that might become not an option. And I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Is that dark? No, I just, what? Because other athletes might be just as deserving Just as deserving that. to be Lululemon ambassadors? Sure. Like, what does that even mean? I don't, I've never really understood that program. Um, uh, yeah, I've never understood them, period. Hence the snarky picture in front of the <laughs> Newbury Street. Store. <laughs> so I did something dark. And we're going to talk about it. Okay. For a hot second. Because it's related. So. 
uh, I, like there was a period of time where I would get asked to teach by Athleta, mm-hmm. a brand that is Gap. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I like, not sure I knew that, but yeah, I like athletic clothes um, for yoga because my weight fluctuates a lot, and sometimes they, on the website, have larger sizes. To be fair, they go up to like a two x, three x max, which for those of you that don't know means like size eighteen to twenty, um, which is. The average American woman is now between a size 16 and 18. So. Oh, wow. Um, they carry online only some larger sizes. And I appreciated that because they were one of the first brands athletically mm-hmm. that did that. And in that was around the time Lululemon was coming out and saying openly hateful things about large women mm-hmm. and their bodies not belonging in Lululemon clothes. Um, and their bodies not being aspirational. Um, and we're also in the season of people shitting all over Target. And their... Anyways, I digress. Uh, but they, you know, as a company, they're still like a fucking conglomeration. And yeah, yeah. asked me to teach, and I said, sure, here's my rate. And they mm-hmm. were like, oh, no, for free. And I was like, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Um, to be fair, if they had asked me earlier in my teaching, I, I probably would have said yes. Yeah. But I just... I, no, not right now. And so that's sort of been my rule is I, mm-hmm. I will teach for free for nonprofits, especially ones that I feel aligned with. Yeah. Um, but companies should pay. Yeah. There has to be an energetic exchange. And then I got asked to teach recently for another company that did pay. And I was re- I was excited, and I, and I taught a class f- for them in their store. And this is a brand. I feel like I, I like I saw, I might have signed like a non disclosure. Oh, okay. I I don't know. Anyways, they're they're fa- they they just started an athletic line, and they're famous for they're faint quote unquote famous for um, body positivity and un- yeah. unairbrushed. Yeah stuff for women it was some messaging i could get behind and they were paying me and i have a baby on the way i don't mind making a little bit of money for a class because i don't resent going out there and hustling um and i showed up and they were so nice like everyone that worked there was very very kind and they generously gave me a gift card to pick out some clothes and i walked around the store and i realized oh they don't carry my size in store. They carry it online. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the manager, and this is really common. I'm, I'm not, like, shocked. I'd be lying if I said I was shocked. But I said, well, you know, why not carry all the sizes in the store? And I get the same answer every time, which is there's not enough space in the store. But we do provide it online. And I just have decided that that's bullshit. There is space. It is, and if they wanted to make a choice to do that, they would move that product. What they're saying quickly. What they're saying is, we're a showroom for fat women. You can come and look at it. You cannot try it on. You cannot experience the clothes here. What you can do is look around with your skinny friends 
and then order it and have it delivered to your house. That's horseshit. Yeah. And then I felt bad. And I was like, there's another, there's there's a plus size yogi who just had a book come out. And she... Jazz? Jessamine, yeah. Jessamine. And and she's awesome. She's a shit. And she wears their clothes and promotes them and feels really good about it. And I just... It's incomplete to me. Like, until you're like, no, it's in the store, too. It's it's a half-baked effort. It's phoning it in. It's saying, we're body positive, but not really. Yeah. And now I'll never teach for them again. But yeah, the point is, I money is complicated. Yeah, marketing is complicated, and we're using people are using political movements. Yeah, for acceptance, inclusion, and equality to and, sell to each other. And the funny thing is, is uh, you know. I was, I feel like it, it, if you if you are a big company or you are a big studio and you have like multiple managers, employees, and some of this shit you should catch. Like it, clearly, like these big, you know, pr- like seeing these big ads on on Facebook for these online courses and see, like there should be somebody within your sphere that's like, hey, so that's really offensive or. Hey, if we're going to be about body positivity, we gotta carry. The we gotta carry the shit store. in store because that's people. You know, if people aren't used to being able to find, are suspicious of being able to find something that fits them well and that's comfortable. Put it in the store. Put it in the store because, and then if they find that thing that's comfortable and they get to try it on, they get to touch it and feel it and move around in it, then they're gonna be buying your shit for. Yeah, and they're going to tell their fat friends. And by the way, we're all fat. And we're getting fatter. And I'm not saying, well... And and so this is more a call to action, not for them. Although I hope it is a call to action for them. Just carry the fucking size in the store if you're going to call yourself body positive. Let's just carry the sizes in the store. And I continue to support companies that are making any efforts at all. But the other call to action I have is to people that are plus size yoga teachers and are allying with these brands we have to yeah call them to the mat too it's not enough to just give a thumbs up and take a picture and do whatever yeah. like you actually have to say hey carry it in carry it in mm-hmm. the store i think it matters tangential eh yet related yet related i just i'm sick of fucking thinking about it like all of it i know, know? that's kind of where i got to last night but now the wheels are turning. I, I just... I'm really curious about... The... Possibility of, of some of these, you know, online courses and things that are sort of like yoga adjacent, but not really having to do with yoga. Like, they're being taught by yoga teachers... Or people who previously identified as yoga teachers, but they're really more in the like self-help sphere. Um, Hashtag Kripalu. Yeah, I, I'm curious as to those teachers. Like, I, 
what would be more helpful is to actually talk about like what is actually going on in your practice. Not with an air to like sell shit and say what oil you have in your diffuser today because it's like not from that point of view, just from a like, hey, I got on the mat and I just felt shitty today. <laughs> like just some like fucking honesty and not couched in all of this language around abundance and and um uh i had another word it just didn't come into my brain um it's just it just sucks it just sucks because some of us a lot of us actually are just out there and practicing because it's the thing that reliably uh, relieves suffering <laughs> and we suffer a lot a lot some people suffer more objectively but like in a me sitting on my yoga mat you sitting on your yoga mat we all experience some degree of shit okay so you just uncovered what the real issue is when we see these kind of gestures being made what what we're actually looking at is somebody suffering you know Potentially, just walk through yes, this. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. seeing, we're yeah. seeing, you know, in this case, possibly two middle-aged women who have had their yoga divorce and are suffering and seeking, and so they have come up with this solution to rather than openly and honestly share the kinks in the mail, yeah, to create a new solution shrouded in a product that is going to. Reduced. Yeah. Someone else's suffering. And. No, that's not it. It's part. It's some, there's something. Some, there's something there. I, I. But you're right. At the end of the day, it's like, where is the, where is the talk of the yoga divorce? Because that's. Well, not even just the yoga. Like, I mean, yes, the yoga divorce. But like, what is, where is the. Acknowledgement of. Just the shit that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And, like... Yes, we all have to make money and we all have to, you know... Have des many people, us included, and people listening have decided to spend some part of their time... Some part of their career getting paid to teach yoga. And the only way that that can actually happen is if you are like engaged in constant inquiry about the about the shit that's not 
that uh, that's a little bit glitchy in your experience in your life and and to sit down on the mat and be like oh okay there's a lot of fear there's a lot of reactivity there's a lot of just plain being selfish and there's a lot of habitual shit that we do that we have you know don't necessarily have an idea of whether it's really those habits are good habits or bad habits just they're just habits and like through examining that we might be able to describe that process to another human and that might be incredibly valuable to them and that's the exchange and they're willing to pay either in a group setting or in a private setting but like there has to be honest inquiry before we can go out and share well no i don't want to say not before but like so we can continue to share what we're what we're sharing and what we're what we're teaching and to me the second that it blows up to the scale where you need infusion infusion soft i'm like i'm real suspicious I just doesn't like you don't need to be everybody's yoga teacher to make a living. You don't need to touch, you know, this gets back to the, the last, the last time that Elena was at, uh, was at back Bay and there was someone in the audience and notice I said audience and not class. Um, that was a slip, but an appropriate one. Um, who was like, my purpose is to teach millions upon millions of people yoga online and across the world and at festivals. And so if we give it, if we, if we acknowledge this idea that some people feel called as the video so often said, <laughs> uh, do you feel a deep stirring? Yes. <laughs> called to share the practice of yoga if we're going to acknowledge that 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 trope it's not you're not called to share it with millions of people like to me that's not actually caring that much at all you're i just am never going to be able to get away from the bias of like you teach the people who are in the room. And if you do that well, which doesn't negate doing marketing and doesn't negate getting the word out there about what you have to teach, but if you do that well, you can hobble together a living. And, and, and if, if you, you do that really well and there's a dash of luck involved, you might end up in front of a million people if there's a piece of you that wants that. It's the same thing with art. Like, at the end of the day, I, I always go back to this. If you're sitting down to write a book and your goal is to just make a fuckload of money writing the book, it's very different than sitting down to, to work on a quote-unquote story. And, and if and you the, focus on the story and you're a good writer and you practice and you practice and you practice, you know, or you're just deeply talented, yeah, you might get in front of a bunch of fucking people. Um, but, you know, people that are motivated by, they often miss the boat on the actual writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, there's like a hunger to, to yeah. replicate and yet Andy Warhol, you know, like I think about yeah. exceptions to that rule. But that was so self-aware that it was like, yeah. in and of itself, its own. I don't know, Ryan. I gotta pee. Okay. Um, this has been a real sad unrolled. I'm sure there's more to talk about that we gotta unpack next week. Or maybe we'll feel different about it next week. But we'll include the link to the video. Tell us what you think. Tell us if we're awful. I mean, we are awful, but at the same time, the culture is one of... It's a fucking awful place to live. It's well, no, no, I was like, the culture is one of, like, never, you know, just, like, everything's positive, just think positive, everything's going to be great. And, you know, that's not reality. It's not this reality, certainly, just open up and or click through to a fucking newspaper and <laughs> sorry i'm dark today i just i was doing so well earlier we're allowed to have some real critical episodes and this yeah. was one and yeah. there it is um especially when it's just i mean that was just a doozy oh god we'll include links to everything that we talked about um you can always email us and tell us we're wrong um and we appreciate that very much. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. Nope. So we wouldn't. Uh, Godspeed, Terry Ho. If you have a couple of dollars and you're and you're feeling it in your heart to keep this shit show afloat, <laughs> we genuinely appreciate that. Yes. Um, if not, we still appreciate it. We still appreciate that you listened this far. Yes. Um, take care of yourself this week and. Um, I, I can't end with something fake positive. No, I can't. No, Stay awake. No. Stay. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. That'll, That'll do, do, pig. That'll do.